Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Taylor Twelman from ESPN, and you're listening to the Plugged In Nashville Soccer Podcast. Okay, it's a bonus episode, Plugged In Nashville Soccer Podcast. We're going to get straight to it. in a hurry. Yeah, very much Oregon hurry-up offense here. Uh, Nick Gray is my co-host. I'm Drake Hills. We are your Tennessean soccer pair. Aki Loba is officially a Nashville C player, specifically a designated player, a DP, for a club record $6.8 million, first reported by my guy, MLSsoccer.com's Tom Bogert, and later announced uh, on Wednesday evening by Nashville SC. He is signed through 2023 with a option for 2024. And in order to have the international roster slot for 2021, Nashville C also trades $230,000 in GAM to the Portland Timbers. And that is as... That's a, that's a chunk of change. That's as, as uh, eye-opening as the fact that Akiloba has cost... given the fact that one year ago, or shall we say one and a half years ago, 18 months ago, his agent was pricing Aki Loba. Aki Loba's agent priced Aki at around $9 which yielded towards his signing for CF Monterrey, which is where he's coming from in Mexico. That was the club that won his services over Nashville SC, who were in the running for Aki Loba before they even played their first MLS match. And he was this, you know, up and coming, what, 21 year old at the time, 22, 21, around there. Uh, after 23 he, now. After he burst, yeah, he's 23 now. He burst onto the scene in 2019 on loan with Carretero uh, in Mexico uh, from his parent club, San Martin in Peru. So he goes and he scores like 11 goals for Corretro in about 41 appearances, I believe, uh, at the end of the 18-19 season and the beginning of the 19-20 season. And so he burst onto the scene. And unfortunately for Aki, he didn't really get the uh, shall rise to fame with the Mexican Super Club in Monterey. Obviously, Diego Alonso leaves Monterey for enter Miami. So they have a new coach in Monterey. He ends up not really fitting into the system down there. And he's now an MLS player, not only an MLS player, he is a DP is the third DP for Nashville alongside John Cadiz and Hani Mukhtar. Nick Gray, your initial reaction. It shows, excuse me. It shows you how much uh, Nashville SC really thought that they needed to get somebody. Obviously they liked him before, you know, this week. Uh, with the, with the, the previous negotiations, but 
You're also talking about a guy you, you set a club, you know, you set the club record for a fee and 200. I, I, I don't want to be bashful here to say 230,000 in GAM uh, is not oh not what you would totally expect someone like Mike Jacobs to, to end up doing that kind of deal. But if you have, if you're trying to get, uh, uh, you know, if you if you know you have a guy you want to get to, to be the, 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 the answer to the issue of who the guy leading the forward line is going to be. If it's, if you think it's okay, Loba and you pay for it and that's fine. Uh, now we got to figure out whether or not a guy who comes from league MX and we've seen, some guys from League of MX really shine in MLS and and become stars in MLS. Honestly, a guy like in and, and, and you know, I think the, the most re- recent and obvious example is, is someone like Lucas Elarion from from Columbus, who comes in and, and instantly lifts that team to being one of the best teams in MLS. But I think that I don't know if you're going to expect that kind of impact here with Ake Loba. But it's another potential answer to a number nine, uh, to a forward, central forward striker issue that Nashville SC has been trying to figure out since they started playing MLS. Well, let's not beat around the bush in terms of the big 230,000. Oh, yeah. Like, big deal. The fact that we're going almost on two years of covering Mike Jacobs' roster build of this team where he's literally sat on the, shall we say, frugal horse and rode that for the past two years when it comes to valuing the undervalued, as he likes to say, in terms of players, and also making sure that he has the nice balance of knowing that yes, they are the expansion team, but they were the expansion team, which means more allocation money uh, to start off with. And teams are going to up their prices because they know that you have more, but 230,000 is, as we said, as I said, off air, Nick Gray, that is a, that, well, you said it's another Anibal Godoy. I think it is the veteran number nine that you probably could have signed if you really wanted one. Um, and, and a good one at that, like a, a almost a near DP, someone who's probably going to be at the higher threshold of your, of your payroll um, and someone who could help you score some goals and still take a domestic spot on the roster. Um, now, having said that, I think we need to give the context that National C did some business um, you know, in the off season, in terms of international roster slots, they were flipping a hundred thousand dollars here, fifty thousand dollars there, seventy-five thousand dollars here to roster slots, giving way to Vancouver Whitecaps, to FC Cincinnati, to Atlanta United. Like they've made a, a couple hundred thousand on Gam's. Uh, it's not Gam. They've made a couple hundred thousand in Gam for international roster spots going into this season. So, in terms of the actual wear and tear on the budget I actually don't think it takes that much and the reason being is what they did in the offseason what can I sit here and pin that to their expectation of eventually getting Akiloba no not necessarily not until I talk with Mike Jacobs about it but that number really is 
a it really it really is a number of vanity. It's it's not. I don't think it's going to hurt later down the line. It's going to vaporize and it's not going to exist in terms of uh, what Nashville could potentially do or not later. Let's say at the end of this season, as they you know probably make some edits to the roster again. But in terms of Aki Loba, I got to be respectful of the front office and being so loyal to a guy that they obviously have wanted for the past year and a half. And I do think, you know, what what's it like for someone like a Daniel Rios or an Abu Dhanladi, who the former is an out and out traditional number nine striker, uh, poacher, back to goal at times. Just is in and around the box to score goals. And then the latter and Don Lottie is a guy who obviously wants to run in behind. He is more versatile in terms of where he can play on the wing and, and centrally, which is the same situation for Aki Loba, uh, who can also play centrally at primarily and then also play on the wing. But Abu, I mean, he scored a couple of weeks ago against Montreal. He's gotten a chance to be healthy and present himself, offer himself for services for Gary Smith, what's going to happen to those two guys? Because CJ Sapong, he's shown that he is your best two-way player, if I might put a, a, a basketball reference and a, and a baseball reference in there. CJ Sapong is the best two-way striker that you have, period. He gives you the defensive part of this shape and the defensive part of, of, of what a striker is expected to do in Gary Smith's system. Obviously, he's, he's scored his second goal helping beat Philadelphia and Union last week. So they'll, they'll, he and maybe Jean-Dre Cadiz will, I think he has some more upside now that he has the rest of the season to audition for a permanent move. But with, with Aki Loba coming in as a DP, that, I mean, you're going to play the guy. So yeah. what's going what's gonna to happen to Daniel Rios and Abu Dhanladi, especially someone like Daniel Rios who just got a contract extension? And just returned from injury. And just returned from injury. It, it it gets it gets real crowded, but of course, as you get through the thick of this season, it really gives Nashville an extra set of firepower in terms of how they want to line up, who they want to play. Uh, I don't expect Akiloba to play against Atlanta United Thursday, oh, of course. But I do fully expect him to be included in the side against Chicago Fire next week at oh. home. For the, for the home stint finale. Uh, and that's going to be important to give him that debut at home, uh, not really putting him in the, the thickness of what is going to be an interesting set of, of, of matches for Nashville as they begin um, their time back on the road. You know, because, you know, that, that's a luxury too. They've been, they've been at home this whole time. But if you look at their schedule, they've got, as soon as they finish that, that, piece with uh, Chicago. They go to Columbus at the newer lower.com field in downtown. You obviously come back and you, and you face Cincinnati at home, which could be in, which, you know, that's a, it's a good window, but literally for your first eight days of August, you play three matches all on the road at Toronto, at new England, at inter Miami. And it's not necessarily about how those teams individually are doing in the table, but it's the time in which you play them, the location and the fact that, it's within eight days. Right. The availability of your roster is going to be important. Exactly. All right, we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to try to be tight here at the end. And uh, I know we, we're, we're in a national game day. So we know Drake Hills is busy on the airwaves. 
so we gotta get him out of here. So get, I'm gonna give. I want. I want at least sixty seconds on what Atlanta United's potential eleven is gonna look like tonight. Oh, Atlanta United. I'm. I mean, it's certainly. I don't think it'll include Joseph Martinez. It sounds like reports from you know the AJC and um, you know obviously the uh, Athletic that it seems like. He hasn't even – well, what the report is is that he hasn't come back to full squad training yet. Right. So this might be a Jurgen Dam situation. This might be a Kubo Torres situation. Uh, but it looks like it won't be the Atlanta United front line that we saw in Atlanta when Nashville C came back 2-2. So I definitely think this will be a lesser Atlanta United side. And furthermore, I think Nashville C should take care of business tonight. Um, and make sure not only that they score some couple of goals, but I think it's definitely an opportunity to uh, get a clean sheet. So, yeah, we'll, another we'll, one. we will wrap it up right there. This is the reaction episode, bonus episode. Aki Loba is officially a National SCDP player. Instant. He is signed through 2023. We will have analysis because by the time you listen to this, we will have spoken with Ian Eyre and Mike Jacobs, and Aki Loba himself. So go to Tennessean.com, read about that, check it out. We'll have all the details for you. Peace. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.